Happy Spooky Month Besties. We are back with a new DNF Happy Hour, and we have a special treat for y'all. We have another author spotlight, very exciting one. We have author Rowan Hill here to chat with us about her new novel that is set to release in just a few days, 10 October. Hey, Bestie. It's I love your intro. Yeah. Hey, Bestie. I love yes. it. So, feel like a warm hug. Yeah, it's like, hey, everybody, come on, sit down. It's going to be nothing but debauchery in a second. But anyway, Rowan, welcome and congratulations on the imminent release of your new book. This is actually really cool. I love this. We actually just, A, we did a release party last month. Her book's been out for over a month. And to feel it firsthand, now we like totally respect when authors are like, happy pub day. We're like, oh my God, happy pub day. Yeah. So we are rocking out. Uh, it is a lot. It is a it like the week of a you will agree, like it is you are trying to like touch so many hands and hand out so many babies and like just get everybody to buy your book. I am exhausted. <laughs> it hasn't even happened yeah. yet. Yeah. Even when it's like virtual, it's still exhausting. Uh, I mean, these well, panels, I, these Zoom, I mean, I still put the same amount of energy into oh, yeah. a virtual interview as if I did it in person. And I just was telling you today, I've been at like a monster festival in the town where I live at for, and that was like from a 7.30 to 5.30 day. And talking to people takes energy. I only have like yeah. my broadband is only so wide. Um, but this week I gotta push it. So yeah. yeah. Ano, she's not So in. your monster fest, can you give us like a a little insight into what that was about? Oh, that's uh that is a annual Chesapeake Virginia Chesapeake uh oh, festival. Yeah. That then it's massive. Is it? Do you know yeah. about it? Yeah. We're in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Chesapeake, Virginia. I I knew you were in Virginia. Didn't you know I'm in Virginia? No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, In Chesapeake, Virginia, Central Library every year does a Monster Fest. And it was a lot bigger this year. Uh, I attended the one last year. And it was, that's where actually I met Red Legault um the, for the oh, first cool. time and uh yeah so i was there this year it was all day it's over now i sold some books for the first time in my life so that was cool it was actually my first like con as a writer so it was a big day that was a big day now that i re- reflect on it yeah very cool yeah fellow very authors very buy cool. books all the time but if you want to apply to be a vendor, you it it's in like June or something. Yeah, or, they start it early every yeah, year. Yeah, to apply. And Red and I actually had to share a table this year because there were so many applications. Yeah, it's That's, worth it because you you make a lot of free. connections. It's free yeah. table. Oh, they do free. Yeah. because oh, it's it's a public library. library. It's mm. not like a it's not for profit um convention it's for the art and experience very it cool is. yeah very cool now i'm looking forward to that okay before we dive into the fun part of this i do have one annoying question i want to ask you for my pure <laughs> selfishness okay okay go so in your bios you yeah. you like to refer to yourself as an aussie yank 
Yes. And I love that. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I love it. But my question is, so here in the States, when we refer to a Yank, it usually means like someone in the Northeast, like myself from New York. Mm -hmm. That's the Yank, because Southerners will call us Yanks or Yankees. So that is not how Australians refer. Yanks just American. all American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I thought. I wanted to and uh, okay. it actually gets reduced. I remember when I was uh, when I moved to I moved to California when I was like 18, 17 or 18 years old. I moved to California for a season to work at Mammoth Mountain. And I heard I was like uh, I was like on the ski fields. And uh, I remember hearing, oh, yeah, Yanks. Yeah. Septic tank. Like Yank is a tank, a septic tank, like full of shit. And I was like, ah, that's wrong. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. No, yeah, you wouldn't, because I, that's I, how I, Australians I, refer to. <laughs> oh. I know, dude. Australians are crude. Like, I mean, just the language, the lexicon, and the mm. slang in Australia is very—it's not for polite company. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I work with a lot of Australians. It's yeah, Australians are good value. They're worth so their weight. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So good. Okay, so we know that you mean the the America. general yank of Americans. Got it. Yeah. Got it. All right, let's get into this. So A and I have actually read the book. Uh, we like thank to do that you. before we talk First to authors. First of all, thank you for doing that. <laughs> it takes no. It is not a small thing because there are so many authors. There's only so much time if you have children and a full-time job and like you have to like do laundry. Like there is, it is not a small thing to read a 60,000 word book. So thank you. You're welcome. But we appreciate when authors provide us, you know, like a review copy. I think I wish I could have sent it to you physically, but I myself didn't get the book until like two weeks ago. It was very frustrating. I have no issues ordering copies for myself. I like to support authors. And I feel like we get review copies or arcs or anything or when authors send me book mail. I, I still, to this day, I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. I don't deserve this. I want to get down on my knees and grovel. And they're like, no, no, can you just can you read it? I just need the press. I'm like, I will, I will read it. So I do. I And I have a whole shelf where that's book mail, physical copies that authors send me and I keep them up there, read them. But yes, we have read them. Sometimes we've spoken with authors where we didn't get a chance to read the book because either, mm-hmm. like their, yeah. their publishing company wouldn't let them release I, it, whatever. Yeah happy to finally read this so now we can actually talk about the book in its whole and not just ask questions and you have give us vague answers <laughs> so i want to say i really enjoyed it i read it in one sitting no you did not, did not. i did did not no. no. i did okay. my kindle i was sitting there on the couch my husband's doing whatever and i'm just like hmm. <sighs> one sitting and i think a almost one sitting she read it pretty yeah quick i fell asleep yeah, it, I fell asleep and picked it up this morning. It's a fast pace. Yes, it is. Yes. So while we were reading, A and I were talking back and forth, we were chatting. I was all over the place with trying to put this book into a clean little bubble when it comes to genre, which just so you know, wasn't doing that because I feel like that's what books should be because, I mean, our publishing house, we thrive on the fact that we don't believe books are, are one 
right? Mm-hmm. We believe that there's lines and grayers and, and books should skirt everything and shouldn't follow rules. But just for the sake of this conversation, I was like, okay, this is a horror. That's probably the biggest basket we can throw it into. Yes. It's got those characters, the atmospheric, the sort of dread, suspense, frightening things. But then I was reading and I go, okay, this feels kind of mystery. I was getting some Agatha Christie vibes and Agatha Christie is my boo. So I was enjoying that. Then it picked up and it really became this sort of suspenseful thriller. But then we like, it, it got to a point where I'm like, what's happening? And it really turned into this sort of Gillian Flynn-ish, like feminine rage. And I was all for it. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Yeah, fuck men. Like, who cares? You know, right? And then all of a sudden, it did another twist. And I was like, oh, this is a bit more folklore-ish type of horror. And I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Hey, are you like on the same page as me? Or did you get any others in there? Well, when I first started reading it, it read like really slasher like because of the the constant switch with POV but like you said it I didn't know what was happening I was no. like wait no, it's, I was it's like, not what's a bad ha- thing it's not bad it's not bad I was like what's happening yeah. and then I was like wait wait a minute and it did it reminded me a lot of murder on the orient express mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I was just like wait wait oh 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 we're he- oh cool and then I just continued on I think I did an audible what the fuck? And my husband's like, what? What happened? I'm like, it's too much. I can't explain it. (laughs) But now that we have you here in front of us as the author. Am I going to help? I don't know. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to torture you a little bit. So you're in a predicament where you can only say one genre for this. You can only, like Amazon, they put out a new stupid policy and they're like, you can only collect one category. So one genre, subgenres are included, so you can pick from those, but you only can pick one. What is the best one to describe your book to your intended readers? Are you giving me multiple choice? <laughs> Do no, I have I'm to just, nope, nope. Free, nope, you have to free pick. for all. You better choose right. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm looking, I've looked at the Amazon and it has it listed under some things that are absolutely not applicable, but there is one that says horror suspense. And cause I, I think that's probably the best you are going to do to encompass all that cosmic horror, the folk horror, the, slasher, yeah. the slasher aspect is something I really like I like intended to do. Um, there's also the, you know, my publisher used this by Wolf Press and I didn't like, I don't like the term because is um, who done it like a H mm. H W w-h-o-d-u-n-i-t like a all one yeah. word who done it and i don't yeah. like that expression because it seems really old-timey to me and not really like edge of your seat like it's a sit down paro and let him explain it to you mm-hmm. i yeah. it didn't really appeal to me but then it kind of is like a who done it like who's it gonna be so I think probably horror suspense is going to be the like the basket that we throw it in if we have to choose one. But it's not fair to do it. I had a 
fucking hard time trying to sell <laughs> this because when you pitched it, when you pitched to publishers, you know, you have to give like an elevator pitch. And I, mm-hmm. I, I actually did something different after like a few rejections. I like, you know what? I'm going to throw the book. I'm not going to choose a publisher based off of how big they are. Um, I chose this publisher because I recognized myself in them like I read their bios I read their work I'm like oh I would be besties with this person if we live next to each other and I wrote uh Elizabeth of Biowolf Press a very very strange uh letter query and I said look honestly I can't put it in a box um and I'm not I'm (laughs) like I this is why I'm a like sending it to you because I really like did this and I did this and you did this and you did this and so here it is like uh, let me know what you think and she wrote back I was like yeah cool (laughs) I like that well you know you bring up a really good point though with uh authors that are querying and this is really good advice I think that you've kind of unintentionally put out where they're they're querying and they're they're just throwing it out there to like I want to go to like Berkeley or, or HarperCollins and they're just throwing it out to everyone or they're throwing it out to all these agents when really what you ended up doing is probably the smartest thing mm-hmm. to finding which publishing houses agents will be the best fit for you if that's the route you want to take as an author mm-hmm. and obviously success yeah, who resonates I, it worked with you. I mean yeah. and honestly like they are they are very small. Um, you know, I would, you'd probably argue that they're new. Um, you know, they've only been going for like two years. And so they're certainly not um, as established as others. But with this one, I really wanted to see it out. I wanted it to get the treatment that I wanted it to. Like I knew what art I wanted. I knew. And she helped me. Like she's like, she wanted me to rewrite it a little bit to put in some more character development. And yeah, I, I mean, does that query approach work for all things and all publishers? No. I mean, maybe not the specific type of letter that you sent, but the pre-work that you did, the research into it before you even reached out, mm-hmm. I think is probably the best thing any author can do if, if they're trying to query that way. So that you're already, you're setting the foundation by knowing like we have something mm-hmm. similar. We have a common goal here. And I think I'd be a really good fit with them and they would do my work justice. Yeah. So when you reach out, you're already, listen, I know what your company is about. And I think it's going to be a great fit because I am that. So you already start off strong mm-hmm. where people get lost in the, in the query mess. What do they call that? That whole big pile of um, the trenches the slush pile. or the, the, yeah, and the slush yeah, pile, yeah, yeah. the query trenches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm in that for agents, like uh, for my other big novel, but this is, this is the one boon of, or not the one boon, but one of the many boons of small indie publishing is that there's no middleman. Like you're talking directly to the publisher and you have a lot of artistic freedom in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And that's what we, we strive for at BDA Publishing is people, there's a lot of authors that we've talked to and they're like, okay, but like, what if I want to do this? We're like, okay. And like, oh what if I, I've worked with this editor before? What if I want to work with them again? I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. cool. And like, really? I go, who hurt you? <laughs> world, yeah. world. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so horror suspense, to get back at it, I, I think that's a good fit too because I think the other ones that we called out are, they're there, they're a big part of the story, mm-hmm. but to get the widest audience, horror suspense, I think is a good mm-hmm. fit. Yeah. yeah, it is suspenseful. It's very suspenseful. And speaking about how I, I was, I was off with that one. Like, <laughs> don't, I, don't worry. Not there was no suspense. I was like, cool don't, slasher. There's suspense in a slasher, you know, like in in Friday Thirteenth when it when it's like a uh, you know. No, there's no there's that's no suspense. that's not suspense. That is that's his superpower. No, no that is that literally is what suspense is no. in sound form. No. It's his superpower. Okay, anyway, your suspense in this fast-paced book, I want to say this book is fast. You don't give us even a moment to catch our breath. We're just like, okay, cool. We're like finally grasping a concept, and you're like, you know what, fuck that. We're we're going this other way now, and not in a bad way. It is just Mm -hmm. like, I need you to hold on because we're not stopping, and we don't (laughs) (laughs) at all. I think this is like a form of um, PTSD. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that is that is insensitive to call it PTSD against real PTSD. But I um, was once told by an editor, and he knows who he is, <laughs> who, uh, who once, he gave me a very honest, he, it was very kind, because he's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of like go a little slow in your stories. <laughs> so I, I guess I retaliated in my own way. And I'm like, buckle up. Malicious, malicious compliance. That's what it is. She's like, yeah. oh, I go slow. Got it. Ben. Cool. Say less. If you so hard, you'll be holding Yeah. <laughs> that's really what this is. I felt like I was just like a, a bucking bronco that like got bit by a rattlesnake and we we're just on I'm, it. I'm always afraid of being boring. Like, I'm afraid of, like, your eye, like, you know, long passages of um, explanation and your eyes wander off the page and something else grabs <laughs> your attention. I I have, like, a fear of that, I guess, um, because, you know, I know that that happens to me all the time when I'm reading. No, it's true. It's so. true. I will say, though, that even with how fast the story is there's still character development. Mm. I'm definitely saying this isn't a character-driven story. It's definitely not there. But none of the characters feel flat. Oh, that's no. good. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that, and it's really <laughs> impressive because there's we don't spend a lot of time with some of the characters, like, at all. Mm. Um, we get a few POVs, maybe, from them. But so You get a POV from everybody twice. Mm-hmm. Can, can, we, can we say the characters? Is that too much of a spoiler? Yeah, you can explain things. Okay, because Mimiko is like forever Bay. Is she? Forever. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. forever. I, I do. I do. I, Regina was also. You would pick I Regina. I would like I Regina. Regina. I did pick You Regina. would pick Regina. I did pick Regina. What about it? <laughs> Texas style Southern. Mm-hmm. She bougie bitch. I like it. I'm all about it. <laughs> she kind of bougie yeah, she bougie bitch, but she also smart and she also driven. She also some other things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give anything away. Mm-hmm. Question though on the pacing. Sure. I think you kind of answered it a little bit, but I really want to know: Did you go into writing this book saying I'm gonna make this like neck breaking? No, I did not plan it to be so fast. But I also know that 
I essentially want my books to read like a movie, right? And you can't have any boring parts in a movie. Like there always has to be moving forward. And I know I needed to get rid of the characters before the end. So, I mean, everybody had, like, it's a fire sale. Um, everybody's everybody's got to have something to do or somewhere to go. And I didn't, so no, I did not plan on everything being so fast, but I knew by chapter like three or four that stuff had to happen. You already gained the momentum. You're like, we're not slowing down. Yeah. There's no downshifting. We are literally in mm-hmm. fifth gear the entire way. Let's go. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do bring up that we do lose some characters. Yeah, um, we won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, because when I first started reading and then that started happening, you know, the Agatha Christie, I was like, oh, and then there were none popped into my head, which is probably one of my favorite Agatha Christie stories. So I was like, oh, I like this. I like this. But you did take some of them out in ways that I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the texts. I swear. Some of them, like <gasps> definitely the one where the arrow is. Oh, sure. The, that one. Um, and then just the sword. Sword. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even the ones that maybe weren't actual deaths, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but just, I think of it, it's not maybe the matter because I, I mean, a reads a lot of splatterpunk. I've read splatter, like I think mm-hmm. we're starting to get desensitized to the super gore. And it, it, just mm-hmm. so listeners know, I don't think there's anything extremely gory in this. So if you're sensitive, no, to that, no, don't it's worry. very delicately done. Yes, um, I think it's more of the fact where you're writing in a way where I'm like, you don't expect it because you're like, oh, so and so is going to go do this. We're cool. Like we, we're going to go do something for a minute. Like, and then it's like, no, fuck them. They're dead. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you leave me in the spot where I'm reading. I'm like, but what are what are we gonna do though now? Like, I thought we were with this character. We were gonna figure things out. What do we do? I'm sorry. <laughs> I love no. I love it because the fact that we can sit here and laugh about that—that's what makes a book great. Uh, I mean, yes. I you know I often compare my colleagues in writing. Like you know, Laurel Hightower has grief horror. We have um, oh my gosh, we have. Like Catronio Ward is like the master of misdirect. I strive to make fun horror. If that I like that. Not funny. Not funny. Not humorous. But like where you go like, oh shit. Like like and you walk out of like a movie and you're like, oh dang, that was fun. I don't want to watch horror. Like there's so many like terrible things in the world. I don't want to make you cry anymore. I want you to have a good time. I love how she's like, there's so many terrible things in the world. And I'm going to add one more to that. (laughs) The subjects that are happening in my book, but you're going to have fun. But I will say that you do have um, some very sensitive, I would say trigger warning worthy topics and events that happen in the Mm -hmm. book. Again, you know, listeners, we always tell you when you're reading, do your research. Um, I would say there's hints of, you know, the sexual assault. Um, there's abuse. There's spousal abuse. There, There's other concepts like that, you know, um, also the elderly and mental illness and stuff. But you do it in such a way where it's it's subtle, but it's not disrespectful. 
and you're and you give it enough attention to know like the reader knows like this is fucked up and it's wrong Mm -hmm. so you're not cringing during it my mom was going to read this book (laughs) and my mother first uh the first book when she gave my first novella like a year ago she came in and she's like that sex scene was not necessary. I was like, I'm adding so many more to the next one. <laughs> but that was... that was for you, mom. <laughs> but yes, I do. Like with, that. Um, you know, it is a thing. Uh, we were, we were, I was at this con today and we were discussing the point or the difference between terror and horror. And I came to like the, just the realization that um, I think the scariest things are what the reader imagines is happening so you don't explicitly say it you can't explicitly say it but if you let their mind like you indicate he unzipped his pants um you know you get you see that visual and then you're like oh the fuck is happening yeah and you can so yes there is sexual abuse in here but do i actually say it no it's not i don't don't give you graphic and it's much scarier for people to imagine it yes yeah and i think that's and you you said it earlier where you like your books to be more cinematic Mm -hmm. and i think you've gone about a lot of these where they could be super graphic scenes but you do it in a cinematic way where Mm -hmm. you know nothing's on camera it's all suggested which is, is like, I think maybe some other authors could take some notes because I, I'm not against authors, write whatever you want, however you think it needs to be written. But I sometimes I read some scenes like that where maybe the author didn't realize that you could, there were nuances that you could have utilized. No, I mean, all the different genres, like that's a whole point of splatterpunk. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> splatterpunk, we're like, we get disappointed if it's not there. We're like, what? You, you had it was right there you could have what <laughs> Christopher Triana is really good about that though yes yes he is really really good about not throwing in those nuances mm-hmm. but not making it so brutally uncomfortable that you want to sit it down for a little bit yeah and I'm, I love him I'm looking that. at the river man <laughs> fuck that book don't get me started on that book because <laughs> I f- fuck that book <laughs> Where? But in, in a good way. I'm sorry. No, not in a good way. In a, in a good way. Sorry to bring it no, up. No, his sequel's better. No, we're, we're not going to talk about it. Okay. She's like, are we going to fight? Move on. Move on. No, <laughs> I mean, I can respect. Look, 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 look. I can respect it for what it is, right? But he really kind of like had me fully babied with We All Died Screaming. Like, I was hooked. And then that happened. And I was like, okay, cool. She's just selfish. Yeah. Spoiled. Well, I'm not selfish. Look, look, I will fight him. I won't fight him. Anyway, he we're not fighting very well known authors <laughs> at funny. all. <laughs> no, not, we're not. We're not. No, we're not. We're not even Jesse. Oh, you have? No. <laughs> he's, at, he's at all the cons, too. Okay, well, I'm going to go to a con. He will be. Are you in Virginia, eh? Yeah. I am. He will be at Williamsburg. I guarantee you, he's going to be at Williamsburg in first author con in April or May, whenever it is. I'm going to be there. I'm going We're to be there. Gonna I'm going to be, be like, there, please yeah. sign all my books, and I'm okay. going to have to control myself. Yeah, you're not. You're not going to go up to him and be like, you know what? Fuck that book. You're not. Gonna, I'm not. <laughs> you. 
I no longer know who you are. <laughs> like, at all. I just walk away. Anyway, no. back to yeah. the book that we're here for. Yeah. That's okay. And we're not going to fight about. Jeez. No, I really liked it. So we were talking about how characters, fast pace, killing them off left and right, no mercy. Then sometimes you bring them back because you're like, I want to kill them again. And mm-hmm. I respect that. Now, I want you to tell me, who is your favorite character? When it was all said and done, edited, mm-hmm. ready to go, it's got a pretty cover. And you're like, you know what? I'm ride or die for that character. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Look, I mean, who do I identify most with is Carly, the Australian. Um, who did I like writing the most it was definitely regina <laughs> all right no this is purely a look at me look at me a. this is purely so from gross. a writer's perspective is that she was legitimately the most fun rocky was fun to write rocky was rocky fun. i liked right i like such an rocky. asshole and it, really it was, was so fun to use those like dead as coffin air like it was so fun to like write his euphemisms and you know he like do I identify with them do I like them the most as car- as people no but they were the funnest to write I could tell that you had fun writing Regina there was just yeah. things that came out that I was like, yeah so it was so fun reverse engineering Regina where you get all um like everybody has all right I don't know if you pick this up everybody in the book has a primer as to how they're going to die. Like everybody. <laughs> Wait, I think I might've highlighted oh. one of them. Hold on. Hold on. I think my non having trope self, I'm pretty sure I picked up on. Oh, well, if you picked up one good, but like it's for, it's for everybody has a insight. Not that everybody dies. Lots of people still live. But, um, yeah, there are clues sprinkled. And be- and that is, I'm very, I have, like, admitted this. I reverse engineer, like, my books, like, my stories. Because I find that what works for my style of story writing is, like, a grand finale. And, mm-hmm. you know, that shit needs planning. Like, to do a, a good grand finale where all the pieces kind of come together like the grand finale for this is like freaking like six chapters long <laughs> but it's just every page is like what 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 <laughs> what no this is, no. i thought i thought she was gonna be it and then you're like no fuck that but then you're like maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but um yeah everybody has uh if you if you read and remember you can see I was taking, I was highlighting. I, I did I'm pick go it back. up. Hey, what did you find? I did pick it up. I, p- I picked it up with Tetsuya. Oh, good one. <laughs> That's where I picked it up. I was like, wait, wait, wait. This, wait. Okay. No, wait. Okay. Good. Here's the hard one. That's, that's what, yeah, that's where he was, it was the most uh, blatant and then everything else kind of became like super delicate. Mm. That's all right. That's so why I told to get- I sent you that text. Mel, I'm, gonna, who I thought, I'm basically going to have a full book report back to Rowan by Monday. <laughs> like oh, with, with footnotes and everything. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't now. Mm-mm, no, I can't now. Okay. So since Regina was the funnest to yes. write. Yes. 
when your book gets picked up to be adapted, right? You sell it and it's like, it's, you know, Sam Raimi's going to do it. Uh, who do you well, want uh, casted for Regina? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. Do you know what my problem is? Is I have no time to watch movies and TV. I wish I had. I wish I had a better insight into, like, young Hollywood. Um, it doesn't have okay. to be young. It could be somebody that's already dead. Just be like young Elizabeth Taylor, like, <laughs> or like Audrey Hepburn, yeah. but not for Regina. Who is good? Oh, you know, who, only because she fits like that ideal, like blonde, bubbly would be um, <laughs> Margot Robbie. <laughs> Oh my god! I support it. Yeah, yeah it would fit really could well. Really do it really well. I support it. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay, Margot Robbie. I can see it. Yeah, I mean, it's like basically a, a Barbie, right? Barbie in ski boots, which is what she, how she makes herself. <laughs> okay, real quick though. So we yeah. were talking about the setting of this. You have it in the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Did you go into writing this with, because I mean, obviously there's a lot that is centralized to this mm-hmm. and the folklore and, and all the behind there. But when you went into writing the story or thinking about it, did it start with that setting? Uh, do you know what? It started during like the end of COVID lockdown mm-hmm. and I'd had a day and my husband came back and I kind of like screeched, like held my temper. I'm like, I'm going on a vacation. <laughs> and uh like like i booked it like a week later i like i want to cross off i've had something on my list we live in italy we're so close to it i'm going to finland i'm going to go and look at the northern lights i'm gonna do all this stuff i've wanted to do i've lived in covid times i deserve this so i actually went by yourself I got a girlfriend to go with me. Even better. Um, Yes. And it was very wonderful. Finland is just, ah, it's so good. And so basically not much imagination went into the setting because I slept in those glass igloos. I you know, took dog sled rides with just me and my friends through the forest. And it was terrifying because they go very too fast. (laughs) And I, you know, ate reindeer. I went on reindeer sleds and watched this reindeer huff and huff to pull two of us. And it was painful. Um, You know, I would, I walked in I just started to walk into the forest like for like five or ten minutes in snow and just realized that there's no one no one that would hear me if I needed help or if I like fell into like a snow covered ditch and I couldn't get out and that would be the that would that would be the end of it. Yeah so I it did start in Finland because I went to Finland and I yeah, I had a lot of great experiences. And it was like after a day or two that I was up there. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I gotta I gotta write something about this. That's awesome. Yeah, that's actually really cool. So you got inspiration from like, around you instead of like, just looking at Google pictures. I I respect that. Uh, Well, you know, it's not, it's not available to everybody. But I really needed that trip. Holy shit. 
that was like oh I'm it's like a straw on the camel's back for me like that one week and when you have a bucket list and you go on through like times where everyone's dying and I lived in Italy where it was very scary times for COVID um you know you got to do something every now and then to make to remind yourself that you're alive I'm I totally understand actually where I I maybe you saw on Twitter I just you took a vacation and you're like posting from the beach that was a bucket list item it was a transatlantic cruise so we flew over to England went from there went to Spain Portugal Bermuda up to New York their repositioning cruise I actually booked that last year so again off of COVID um and I didn't even tell my I was like I already booked it, booked the flights over there. And I was like, oh, we're doing this next September. Make sure you let your job know. Uh, he was like, oh, okay. But I that was I was in the same kind of boat. Like, is your, maybe not as like imminent because I was like, okay, we'll do this next year. I'm planning my bucket list. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to start doing this now. My aunt, she was a, a nurse, a, a cardiac. She was an RN for a long time. She worked so hard. All she wanted to do was travel. Uh, her and my uncle and when she retired when she finally retired and she's like we're gonna start traveling she got cancer the month after that and and died a few weeks later and never got to travel anywhere so that happened right around that time too so I was like I'm booking this and then right before we left for it sort of everything hit the fan in terms of stress and this and I thought I was gonna lose it so I feel you this is to all listeners too like Maybe you can't go to Finland. Maybe you can't go on a transatlantic cruise. But if you can lock yourself in your house and not deal with any of the BS for a couple days, I'm telling you, do it. Or if you can go find like a little lodge in the woods and just mm-hmm. get one with nature or something, self-care mm-hmm. people. Really. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big believer. I used like before my husband caught me, I used to be a big traveler, like just you know, I like go off and hike in the Japanese forest for a few days and you know, take cell phones. And it's, that's yes. good. We feel you. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay. Last question. A has this phrase that she likes to use for um, books that have very wild plot twists or Definitely didn't see it coming. Definitely not predictable. And she likes to call it jumping the shark. And this is a callback to the classic Sharknado series, that franchise. I would say this book jumps the shark more than once. (laughs) (laughs) It's sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. I would say it's Mm -hmm. a good thing in this book. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we say jumping the shark, it means like the story just went so off the rails that we have no idea where, where we are or how we got here. Um, at least we can backtrack in your story and figure out like, oh, okay, I kind of know how we got here. We're okay. There's breadcrumbs. The question is, mm-hmm. was the shark jump a plan? Or did it just, yeah. Or did yeah. we writing and you're like, I could do this. Uh, I, I start, you know, I intended to mash genres, which I think is probably where your jumping the shark really comes in like you know you follow a genre and you follow like the classic murder mystery like Agatha Christie was great but was there a lot of diversity in her plot structures no no um 
And it and that was great because there was there's comfort in Agatha Christie. Like Agatha Christie, Jane Austen, you know what you're getting into be, and it's such a great story. It's comfortable and that's why people read them. Um, you know, cuz like reading can be comforting and she is definitely comforting. And the plot the jumping the shark things is when something unfamiliar happens and you as a reader aren't familiar with that arc and I knew that I wanted to do something different because it's so hard to be original these days um you know it's so hard to surprise readers and I knew the setting I knew what could be in there and I I mean I love freaking rolling the dice and it comes up with cozy horror and then throwing it again and it comes up with slasher like i mean i like that well i mean it's all like trying to sell your work and trying to make original art these days uh so was it jumping the shark intentional yes um like how it played out like the fast pace switching no okay that the the fastness was not intentional it just worked out that way but yeah it definitely worked like making um that unfamiliarity with like the arc of this story um and you know it was intentional to jump between characters like not having chapters um making sure you had a character's perspective at the right time. So nothing was really given away. That was definitely intentional. That had to be, otherwise it didn't work. Like I'm, I, I had, you have to plan, like you cannot just pants this. Um, You know, I was listening to a mystery conference like a few years ago and that's their thing. It's like, you want to do mystery well, like you cannot just pants it. Like it is, very very down to the thread plotting yes. to make it so yes jump in the shark yes how fast it went no i like so. that i like that a lot um i can say i pride myself on being that reader that can sort of figure out the plot twist like two pages in maybe not mm-hmm. that crazy but i'm like i already i do it with movies too he's actually pretty good at it as well because we'll start we tried to get a lot <laughs> I'm telling you right now, no, I was not right. And then I kept switching it up because I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 she's not going to beat me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this. But um, I'm gonna tell you the moment where I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just going with it. Was when the one character takes the the rifle or the shotgun and just knocks the other one out. And so, you know, it's just like, <laughs> okay, that was pretty funny. That's uh, that, I mean yeah. yes. I have a I have a um open an open invitation to like all of my friends on Facebook. I, I don't like I have like a personal profile page and it's like, hey friends, I really want you to read this and I want you to try and guess the ending and anybody who guesses it, I'll like name a character after you in the next book. Um Oh, does that mean that I get to play too? Did you guess it? I'm pretty sure I did. You guessed it. You guessed I, who I, did I, it? I didn't guess. I didn't. I, no, maybe. Guessed. I don't know. No. Was it not her? 
I'm pretty sure it was her. I'm standing by my ground. No. It's a hill I'll die on. No. No. Well, shit. No. This is a nice try. Uh, you go <laughs> She's like, mm, it's cute. But I'm like, I'm going to, I will make you a character, like not just your name. Like I will incorporate See, you. See, you, you can't tell me stuff like that because I'm way too competitive. But you already did it. You've already read it. I, I know, but the next time you do something like this, I'm going to be uh, right there. I better be uh-huh. the first one to know because it's on. It's on. Okay? Right. I'm way too competitive and I won't let it go. I'll just be sure. annoying. <laughs> okay. Love, love, love this book. I think it's a great read. I think anyone who reads mystery, likes suspense, likes maybe even a little bit of chiclet. Like you want to read a strong feminine character or characters. This is it. You want some feminine rage. It's it, but it's not just overly in your face either. So it's so well balanced, but then you have that cosmic horror in there. You have that sort of folklore. Um, I think you even have some, maybe not technically within it but you start to edge on a little bit of the eco horror as well or the eco mm-hmm. suspense where you're talking yeah, about yes. you know the, the reservation of these um this land yeah. and the preservation of that so really big topics i love it i actually enjoy it. i actually uh like you've hinted hint at something i actually am writing in the genre that i call nature horror and it. it's not like it's not a real genre but it's what i like consider myself that I write in because my first it's like nature has agency and it's not eco horror because that's almost futuristic like Um, annihilation no I'm talking about like apocalyptic I when I think of eco horror I'm thinking of like um the last of us yeah Yeah. like stuff like that where nature is is like it's the end we are learning how to live in nature as it. What's the M. Night Shyamalan one? The, the Happening? The Happening. Yes. That is, oh, is that Nature Heart? Oh, yes. Actually, no. I have I have tagged that one as Nature Heart. Nature okay. has agency. It's not a great example of, of, of Nature Heart. It was, it was a little bit crazy. <laughs> She's like, but, I'm not doing that, but it's kind of like I that. Do, I do like the idea that, you know, like something is fighting for like the preservation of what is there and what has been there for longer than humans. Um, I like that. I like, I would love working on that now. Uh, I do. I like my first, my first, like in the Arctic sun was like very much that. And I consider this to be like, it's, I feel like, the setting is the main one of the main characters okay yeah i like that a lot. like you know how awesome. new york is like the fifth lady of sex in the city yeah i always consider uh, i always start my longer stories with the place and making sure that environment is really like almost to a like a gothic horror sort of That's level where you get the real sense of the place that's great. That's amazing. Oh, really you. well, really well done. I'm always just in awe when with the authors when you're writing like that. Just it's okay. amazing. I'm just I feel like I'm not worthy. You are, Even a, you're I mean, a writer. Don't talk about yourself like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, I write stuff, but I I, it, 
I think everyone does this, right? You, to yourself, you're like, you're shit, but you're amazing right next to me. Like even when, cause I've helped A edit some of her stuff. She's working on some new pieces and we go back and forth. And even when I tear apart her plot, I'm still like, that's really cool. <laughs> you make me cry. Don't, no, it's not tearing apart my plot. You make me cry. It's I don't make her cry. Benefit. Hey, she's making you better. I know she has. She yeah. has. Like now, like my writing is slowed. And now I look at something. I'm like, why is this important? In Mel's voice. Mm -hmm. Why does this matter? Yeah. You guys found your found your people. That's fun. <laughs> I did I did find I did find my people. Who yeah. rip you apart for your own good. For love. Yeah. So Rowan, we're gonna start to close this out sure. because this has been a uh, lot of fun, but you've okay. had a long day. But before <laughs> we go, I want you for the listeners who are not familiar with your work. Um, or those that maybe have not considered this type of genre. You know, like your romance readers, your fantasy readers that haven't tried horror or suspense or mystery or nature mm -hmm. horror or folklore, something along those lines, right? Or slasher. I want you to pitch your book to them. To I, hate them know question, is, <laughs> I hate this question, by the way. I hate this. I hate that you've done this. You're going to be so good at this. Oh, I'm going to highlight it and I'm going to post it right away. I want you to pitch. I want you to talk to them to let them know they should come read this book, not because you wrote a book and you're publishing, but because they are going to enjoy it. They're going to be outside of their box and they're going to love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know that feeling. Come in real close, guys. Listen really close. Okay. Yeah. You know that feeling when some uh, when you're watching a movie and you're watching a mm -hmm. horror movie and somebody jump scares and the character that's supposed to jump scare immediately cuts off the head of the villain and you go, fuck yes. Or somebody pulls a gun and the villain gets shot. And you're like, oh, dang, I did not see that coming. That is what you will feel every like chapter of this book and it's fun and it will not make you cry. I don't think anybody cries in this, but do you want love? Yeah, I got love in here. Do you want romantic strolls around the Japanese castles? Yeah, I got that. Do you want the sexy uh, gangster like crooning you in the shower? Yeah, that's in there too. Mm -hmm. um, it sure uh, is. Yeah. There is lots of love in here, but there's also a lot of violence. There's a whole bunch of monsters. Um, and I promise you, when you put it down, you will, like, think, dang, that was a good read. And that's my pitch. I like that. Yeah, they're going to put it down and go, that was fun. Yeah. I do not try to make you cry. I do not try to, rem like, for you to remember that traumatic thing that happened to you when you were 18. Mm -hmm. Also, it's too fast. You don't give yeah. us enough time to enough time. think about anything that's happened. <laughs> we yeah, don't. We can't really mm -hmm. feel <laughs> too much. We're like, oh shit. Okay, well uh, they're gone now, so that worked out. Oh no, yeah. they're back. It's like, oh hey, bye. Oh, oh wait, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> I, I want to thank you. I want you. You did a great job. Your pitch was amazing. I'm gonna highlight yeah. it. I hate today. it. <laughs> it was great. Know. What do you mean? It was really good. You even threw in the cream. Yeah, you threw in the cream pie shower. I mean, I'd be sold. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like on I'm not kidding. What's a cream pie shower? Is that dirty? <laughs> yeah. It's dirty. It's dirty. Yeah. Anyway. It, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it could be nice, but it's dirty. Yeah. It's like operating like at levels way above me. She, yeah, it it comes out too because she'll be like super silent, and be like that's great, and then she's like, "Bam, cream pie." And you're like, "What? We're trying that every episode." <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard "shower" though. With that, is that what that is? Like, just listen. I don't know half the shit that comes out of her mouth. Don't please don't hurt yourself trying to figure it out. Okay. Yeah, it's not safe. Anyway. Okay. Rowan, I want to thank you again for being here with us and putting mm-hmm. up with A. I know it's asking a lot. <laughs> Why am I always? <laughs> but for everyone, we have Foxfire. It's coming out 10 October, just a couple days. By the time this is up, probably tomorrow, it's like two-day countdown. Uh, I've looked on the site. You can pre-order it, like get it. It has a very lovely cover. You get the the, the northern lights in there. Mm-hmm. Um I'm telling you, I'm telling you people, mystery readers, suspense readers, thriller readers, you know, if you like Agatha Christie, if you like sort of, I would call this more of like the light horror. It's like horror adjacent, Mm -hmm. right? You know, Mm -hmm. I don't think anything's going to scare you where you're going to have nightmares. I think you're going to have just some suspense, some dread, and then bam, she's already taken you on a different turn and you've forgotten about what happened. So you're going to be just fine the book is a lot of fun 10 october go get it read it because i want to talk about this with people online so and i want to know if you (laughs) i also want to know i'm going to harass people for a while because i want to have this conversation i want to see if anyone figures it out before the gun Mm -hmm. to the head okay i want to know Got it. All right. Rowan, if you want to go ahead and let listeners know where they can find your stuff, your social media, any special yeah. events you have coming up. Guys, Twitter is dying. I don't oh, think I, I don't think anybody sees me on there anymore, but I have my own website. Um, and I am very much involved on I'm getting more involved on Facebook. Dudes listening, please do not like randomly message me with hey beautiful. It does not work, sir. You guys are blocked. Um, but you could like like, all the time guys uh so i am everywhere just look up writer rowan hill awesome and i will also be when i launch this uh episode in the morning and post about it i'll also tag rowan on twitter instagram threads blue sky where are we facebook we got there's just too many too many i I just got good at twitter that's not even called twitter anymore i just figured it out me too i need i'm too old for this shit okay (laughs) your skin looks great now wow thank you thank you i don't spend a lot of time in the sun (laughs) that's really about it that's it because i i grew up in the city and i'm not the outdoorsy type but a is apparently has wrangled me into hiking the Appalachian Trail. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when I agreed to this, but apparently I did. So, Look, I have learned you, ma'am. I know when to ask questions. That'll get me a yes. 
That is true. I'm so busy. All right, Rowan, this has been amazing. A pleasure. We really, I really appreciate that you reached out to me, that you sent me a review copy of the book. Love, love, You guys love. are so fun. And- this is, this is, this is for me. This isn't for you. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. I don't care what you do. I just, I this is just my pleasure. Well, this was great. So everybody, this is DNF happy hour. Look out 10 October. And also what was the other book? Yeah. Arctic sun, right? And the Arctic sun. Yeah. Arctic sun. Look for that. And then also look out for any future nature horror. Cause I'm going to be looking for that. Cause that's interesting to me, but you know, until then. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.